Hey queen, welcome to the Sam Altieri Show. This is your host, Sam, and here we are all about self-growth, confidence, and becoming your most authentic and unstoppable self. Maybe you're like me and have ADHD, or maybe you're just super multi-passionate, but either way, you are driven, determined, and you know you are destined for more. So grab your headphones, get outside, and press play for a combo of tough love, personal stories, and practical tips to help you take messy action towards a life that lights you up. It's time to create some magic. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I know I am. I am still currently in an incredible campground in the middle of Colorado, and I am looking out at these mountains just recording with you imagining that you're here next to me and like we're just like walking in the field together frolicking (laughs) because that is what my friends and I do in real life um so I just am imagining that being the case for you and I so if you're not already going on a walk what are you doing queen and put on your headphones and let's freaking go (sighs) so today's episode is going to be all about journaling. Now I realize that I have not recorded an episode on journaling, I guess just because it feels like something I do every day that I don't even think about. And then I was like, wow, maybe this would be a good topic. And the reason why journaling has come up is because I had somebody in my DMs like two or three days ago, um, ask me a question and maybe you can relate, maybe not. But I knew that I had to just record a podcast episode because no amount of Instagram content would be able to actually summarize how I feel about her question. So basically how, what happens is I posted a big blurb on one of my Instagram stories and it was all about like slowing down, basically slowing down and relaxing and realizing like there's no pace there's no speed there's no rush like I get to build my life and my business and my body and all the things at my pace there is no such thing as the right pace and I just vulnerably shared basically everything in my journal and I was like this is my entry and so this incredible woman responded to my story and she asked this question She said, Sam, how do you combat the fear of another person reading your private thoughts? My experience has never been write stuff down, especially my thoughts. In the hands of the wrong person, they can be twisted and used against you. Bad or good thoughts. I'm still working through the violence I grew up and existed in most of my life. And I was like, wow, I gave her like so much love. I was like, thank you so much for sharing. I really honor you for like sharing that with me. And thank you for trusting me with that. And I asked her if doing a podcast would be helpful. And she's like, oh my gosh, that would be such a great idea. I might not be the only one that struggles with journaling. And maybe you too are struggling with journaling, whether it's from a safety perspective, or it could just be from like, you don't sit yourself down to write or it feels hard or you don't know what to write or you're like where do I even begin like a blank page can be really intimidating to start your journaling experience right so I told her I would record a podcast so here we are if you are listening to this podcast and you are the one that asked this question hi but I'm not going to share your name (laughs) so I asked her if she had any other questions because I was like I'm just going to do a whole episode on what you want to know and she said yeah I just want to find safety in journaling 
and she wants to know how she's like she asked me this how do i process somebody somebody else entering the private space and thoughts of my journal how do i not edit what is being written in an effort to protect myself my thoughts and my feelings and how to work through the anxiety about actually journaling and i was like damn girl these are such good questions thank you appreciate you and now i'm gonna make some awesome content on it <laughs> so this episode might be, I don't know, it might be short, it might be long, we're gonna go with it, that's how I roll, um, I'm gonna just share what intuitively comes to me as a response, and you guys know that I don't, like, take notes for my episodes, very rarely, it is pure, like, channeled, um, and for those of you who don't know what that means, it's basically, like, I'm just in flow, responding, not thinking so hard, but just kind of letting the words flow through me, and so, when I try to like, you know, organize myself and blah, 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 it just gets confusing. So that is how I'm going to approach this episode. And I encourage you to ask your questions in my DMs so that I can create content for you because you will get your answers, your, your questions answered. Okay. So let's go back to the first question that she asked me, which was how do you combat the fear of another person reading your private thoughts? Okay. So I will say this. I have never really been scared of another person reading my private thoughts until this woman DM'd me. <laughs> so that's how fear works, right? I've never had this fear because this has never happened to me. It, like nobody's ever read my journal and then told me or said or used it against me personally, right? So I've never had the fear. Typically fears happen because we've we've we hear about them happening or they've happened in a prior version of us right or it's been an experience that we are aware of right but i hadn't even been aware of that right and so it was so funny the second she asked me like a few days later i kurt and i were like in an argument about something i forgot what it was we were working through something we were we've been having like really big conversations about our relationship and I was writing a bunch in my journal because I need to like process before I just dump on him. You know, I don't want to do that. And, and I've totally done that just for the record. Like it's pretty human of me, but I've been getting better at this at like processing my feelings and then speaking to him from a grounded place. And so he went for a walk and then, um, I wanted to go for a walk because Heffy was like with me in the van and we were like okay let's just go for a walk but the only way we could walk because of where we were was in the same direction so like I ended up like basically following behind Kurt like 30 feet it was so awkward it wasn't awkward but you know what I mean like it's like you just kind of want your own space and like ugh, okay so we go for the walk and then eventually he turns around and comes back and then I'm continuing to go and he's like are you gonna keep walking and I said yeah so he starts walking back to the van and I realized that I left my journal on the bed and I wasn't sure if I left it open which okay I maybe trust Kurt too much <laughs> like those are my private thoughts and like I wouldn't really want him reading them all like would it be the worst thing in the world no but it is not for him to see you know so I had this fear in my mind because of what this woman asked me and it was so interesting to observe this fear come up right and I was like the worst thing that can happen is he reads the journal and then we talk about it because I was already going to talk about it. Like it's not a huge thing, but for this woman who has had the experience of having somebody potentially use her words against her, right. And be twisted. 
that can feel like a really scary experience. Like that can evoke so much. That can really trigger you into a fight or flight like response and actually cause you to freak out, right? And to go into like a fear response. And so when she asked this question and she shared at the end, I'm still working through violence I grew up and existed in most of my life. I am assuming that she is talking about existing with childhood trauma, right? Some sort of, whether it was physical or emotional neglect or abuse, either way, this creates a lack of safety, right? In her, because she doesn't, she doesn't perceive that other people are safe. And so if her experience growing up is that my parents or my caregivers or the people that supposedly air quotes, like love me aren't safe, then how can I trust anyone else? Right. And so this really comes down to like safety, number one, um, but also rebuilding trust in other people and yourself. Okay. So if you are in a position where maybe you aren't journaling right now for these same reasons, or you just don't really know how to do it because it can feel like this big thing, I invite you to not start (laughs) with a blank piece of paper because that can feel really scary i remember when i first started journaling this is probably like i don't even know three four maybe in five years no it was probably even longer i've probably been journaling oh my god no this is i actually have been journaling this is funny as i'm realizing as we're having this conversation i've been journaling since oh god maybe like hold on I'm gonna go in the notes section of my phone right now and literally tell you in real time because I used to journal in my phone okay since 2016 yeah since 2016 that's pretty crazy no I feel like it was before that hold on I think I'm in the wrong folder yeah okay 2011 2011 here we go Okay, so that's pretty crazy. I have been journaling for 11 years. And the journal entry that I just pulled up was when I was living in California. And I was doing an internship in architecture. And I was writing in my phone about where I was. Um, And I was just very grateful to be living on the West Coast. I was so happy there. Oh, wow. It's kind of crazy to go through your your notes, you know, your journal entries. And so I started, I'm going to just do my best to like, remember why I even started journaling in the first place. I remember, um, growing up, my parents got me journals and also I grew up super religious and I feel like just, if you grew up religious, like you're like reading the Bible and you're taking notes and you're like, you're writing out like the verses and whatever. And I just, I feel like I was one of those kids who just like did that shit. Like I was such an overachiever in all parts of my life, even with the Bible, like literally (laughs) so funny, but it's true. Like I would just constantly be like journaling and writing and whatever. And I've always been like such a student of life and that's just naturally who I've always been. I've really, I've expressed myself a lot through writing. I mean, geez, I found a journal entry when I was like 12 years old and it was actually really, really sad. But I remember reading those journal entries when I was like, I don't know, even like a year ago. And I was like, wow, wow. Like I really actually felt the pain from my childhood. 
right? And also the beautiful memories, but my, what my like heart went out to was like my inner child for like the stuff that she was going through, right? So I believe journaling is likely the most powerful practice for self-reflection and self-discovery and actually understanding who you are, what you want, and what matters to you, right? The reason why we feel disconnected from ourselves is because we are, right? We don't feel our feelings and we try to avoid them and we pretend like everything's fine and we just shove it under the surface. And then one day we blow up or we have some sort of spiritual awakening and realize we actually need to feel our stuff, right? We need to like feel our feelings because they feelings and emotions want to be felt and when we don't feel them typically we shove them down with food or alcohol or tv or whatever and they just come boiling up all the time right so for me journaling has actually been like it's been a weight loss practice it's been a self-care practice it's been a spiritual practice it's been a self-connection practice it's been a practice that has radically changed my life and I never did journaling in a structured way I just literally wrote down a stream of consciousness in my mind. I wasn't trying to like, that's the thing. I wasn't trying to journal. (laughs) I didn't even know that that's like really what it was. I was just, I had so many thoughts and feelings as a kid and as a teenager and as a young adult and as somebody in my 20s and I didn't know what they all meant. And so I just would write, I would free write. And I'll be honest, I did most of it in my phone. I did not do most of it written. I have so many journals of written stuff, but I always have my phone on me and you always do too, right? And so I personally believe that journaling in your phone is good enough. Like, yes, technically it ha- there have been studies that show that like pen to paper writing is more powerful, but you know what? If it's if it's like phone or nothing, um, I'm going to choose the phone, right? And so I often do because whether I'm like too lazy to go to the other side of the van, which is hilarious how lazy sometimes I could be, um, or it's just not convenient in the moment, or maybe I don't have my journal, then my phone is it, right? Also, I can type way faster than I can write. And I also often do voice to text, um, which is like the most underrated tool on the, your phone. Like, come on, especially if you are ADHD like me and you have so many thoughts and so many feelings, or you're super highly sensitive or you're an empath, which I'm all of those things. It's like, you have so many thoughts happening so fast. You cannot even keep up with yourself. Right. Which means you need a way to transcribe all the things that are going on in your brain onto either the phone or the paper or whatever. And I just really recommend going about it vocally. So that is one of my tips is either you can use the notes section in your phone or, and, or you can use this app that I use. What is it called? It's called diary. It's so easy. It is the most beautiful, simple app ever. Um, I wish it was sponsoring this podcast, but it's not, it's just a free app. And basically what it is, is you can download it in the app store and I wish I could show it to you, but you'll just have to, you just have to be surprised. It is a super easy to use, just like day by day little journal. And on the days that you don't record anything, it's just like an empty day. And then the days that you do, it's full. And what you can do is you can search within the journal and, which is, this is the coolest fucking part, you can export. Um, I think it's $10 for life. 
and you can export it. And the reason why I personally chose this journal or this little app is because, well, number one, it's free. Like, I don't really believe in paying for money for things that you don't need <laughs> to pay for. Um, number one, it's free. Number two, it's a beautiful design. And I care a lot about aesthetics and I hate ugly, clunky apps. Um, and number three, you can export it. And this is actually how I've started writing my book <laughs> because I have just been journaling and documenting what is going on in my life and the realizations I've been having about my own healing, my own trauma, my own patterns, my own whatever in this app. And what I'm going to do is export this into like a Google doc and then build book from there because I'm like living this in real time and instead of trying to remember all these things which I never will this is holding me accountable and like giving me timelines too which is super cool so a workaround if you don't really resonate with the paper journal um I really recommend using the notes section on your phone using a diary app or what you could use is what I use with my clients. It's an app called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R, and it's free, and you can voice memo yourself, and this is really cool because sometimes it's it feels like you're confiding in someone, but you're actually confiding in yourself, and this is building like some emotional resiliency. This is building a tool for yourself. I use this with a lot of my clients, um, or I, I encourage a lot of my clients to use this as a tool because they, like me, are also ADD of some sorts <laughs> and they got a lot going on and they're feeling a lot and they're processing a lot and they're just learning so much so fast that in a way, like you can't keep up with your own genius. And <laughs> I laugh because my last mentor said this, like, no, people with ADHD or people that are um, like highly, highly sensitive are actually just highly, highly gifted. And they just don't know how to like operate in this world because the world is not set up for us. And like, we're actually, we are evolved. Like we're here to heal and change the planet. And I was like, yo, I love that. I feel that. I feel that's true. Like, I don't really know where it's taking me, but I'm going to go with it. Right. (laughs) So you can use this Voxer app, voice memo yourself, you can use the diary app, text yourself, or voice to text, or you can use the note section of your phone. I mean, I use the note section of my phone for like literally everything. Um, and yeah, those are three safe places that nobody will read your shit, you know? Because I completely resonate with the woman that shared like, you know, oh my gosh, like what if someone read my journal? And like I shared with you, that moment that I had when Kurt was walking back to the van, I was like, oh my God, what if he like reads my journal? Like I have a really, really great relationship with Kurt. Yes, we are obviously still working on stuff like forever, you know, and I trust him a lot. And I, like, I asked myself, I was like, would he ever look in my journal? And I was like, I don't know. I really don't think so. Like if he would, he would tell me. (laughs) that's like the level of trust that we have and even if he did read it even if he did read it we would eventually talk about it like I just know that and that's the relationship that we've intentionally built together but if you're in a position where maybe you are living with family or you're just in a situation that's not as safe and full of trust right I would say number one strategy would be to go and use your phone because I mean if anyone has your phone password then change your phone phone password then they can't get in Um, and the other part I would say is the, like, I feel like anxiety. So here's the thing. What anxiety actually is. Anxiety is thinking about the future, right? Depression is thinking about the past. Anxiety is thinking about the future and peace 
is being in the present. I'll just say that again because it like really hit me when I heard this. Anxiety is focusing on the future. Depression is focusing on the past. And peace happens in the present. Right? And so when we can be present, more and more present every day, this is really the spiritual journey is not letting our mind take us into these crazy places that don't actually exist because all we have is right now, (laughs) the anxiety dissipates, right? So I would invite you, if you're feeling anxious about journaling, is it because you actually have so much to say (laughs) that it feels overwhelming, right? What, What is the anxiety? Um, is the anxiety the fear of somebody reading it? Is the anxiety the fear of you reading it and realizing actually what you've been feeling, like facing yourself, right? I want to invite you to take really, 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 really baby steps. You don't need to become like some journaling expert. You know what I mean? Like apparently I've been journaling since I was like 12 years old. So that's almost 20 years. Um, and I don't consider myself a journaling expert. I like Oh my God, my journaling happens like in between my to-do lists. It will happen in all these areas of my life. But what matters is I get it out of my head, you know, because like that's how overwhelm is created is when we have so much going on in our head, right? So many feels. So I really invite you to just take it small. And if you really do treat it like a stream of consciousness, anytime you notice yourself getting triggered or activated, this is a time for you to use this practice. And I have been really working on this in the van, especially because Kurt and I are in such close quarters right now. Like if you've ever lived with your partner in a really small space with a dog that's 90 pounds (laughs) in the hot, hot heat (laughs) while you're pooping in the same 80 square feet, like, come on, you know, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot. But if I was living in a reactive state, right, Kurt would say something, it would either make me upset or cry or piss me off or whatever, and then I would just react, right? But that's not how I want to live my life. That's not the person I'm choosing to be. So when Kurt says something or does something that really annoys me or pisses me off or makes me sad or makes me cry or whatever, (laughs) right, I'm taking responsibility for those feelings and for that experience and I'm journaling on them. Why am I journaling on them? I'm journaling on them so I do not project that stuff back onto Kurt because Kurt's not trying to hurt me. Kurt's not trying to piss me off. Kurt's not trying to make me upset, right? Kurt's not trying to freak me out or whatever the thing is, right? Kurt is just being Kurt, right? And I, my inner child really, is the one that's getting activated, that's getting triggered. And so me journaling is an act of self-care and an act of self-love and an act of giving my inner child the love that she needs, right? Because by journaling it out, I can be like, hey, like I'm trying to think of a recent example so I can actually give you context. Um, Let's see. I'll give you an example. This is a really intimate (laughs) example, but I'm going to give it to you because it's the one I can think about. Last night, I was just like, we got into the van. We were at our friend's house. We got into the van. It was like 8 o'clock. And I literally just like wanted to have pillow talk and cuddle and potentially have sex. But like, maybe not. I was really like, what I wanted was connection. And what Kurt wanted was to sleep. And basically, 
his choice to sleep just got me so upset. Like, was he trying to make me feel bad? Of course not. But I just, my inner child was like, I just want some love and connection. And he was like, I have a headache. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. And I was just like, I was just having a little tantrum. My like inner child was like, you don't love me. Like, why don't you want to spend time with me? <laughs> right? Can you picture it? And obviously I didn't do that. Right? But that's the experience that was happening in my body. I was just like, mm, I just want you to love me. <laughs> so what happened was I reflected on this. Right? And here's the thing. If I didn't do that. If I didn't like actually get my thoughts out, I would have just projected anger or frustration or sadness or whatever onto him. When, if we look at the situation objectively, Kurt wanted to go to sleep and I wanted to connect, right? And my inner child was basically making it mean that he didn't love me. It's so crazy how the brain can do this, right? But this is the healing journey. This is starting to notice your triggers, notice your body, notice what's actually happening in real time and like managing yourself, regulating your own nervous system and your emotions. And I, I really, really believe that journaling, right? And breathing, I also had to breathe. That was another thing. But journaling and breathing in those moments of deep activation, of deep trigger, that is where you get to know yourself the most that is where you really see how far you've come because a previous version of me would have just freaked out on him i would have just freaked out because i'd be like why are you going to sleep like blah blah blah. you know the whole thing i would have been blaming and projecting but it was just my inner child being sad and hurt right so instead i gave myself what i needed from or what i wanted from kurt i gave to my inner child and that would not have been possible if i had just lived my life right and not actually tended to myself and so it's all to say that the anxiety of journaling right doesn't have to be there if you take it little baby steps at a time so I really encourage you and this is a practice I want to remind you of this too right I number one is like start small with journaling but number two is it truly is a practice journaling is a practice it's a practice that you have to remember to do right? It's a tool. But if you don't remember that you have the tool, you won't use it. And so something that might be helpful is put the diary or the notes app on the first page of your screen, of your phone, like home screen, right? It might be, um, put your journal in your, um, like dresser, whatever, and maybe set an alarm on your phone to start journaling in the evenings, like to reflect on how the day was, Right, whatever you need to do, but you can get creative so that you can feel safe with your journaling and also you remember to do it because <laughs> like out of sight, out of mind until it's a habit, right? Until it's a habit. And at this point, journaling is such a habit for me because it's just a practice I use kind of like exercise, you know, when I'm feeling like oh, anxiety or when I'm feeling just like, oh, I need to move. I just feel so overwhelmed. Oh, okay. I'm going to go move my body. I'm going to go move my body. And that's just kind of like I know it's a tool I can use or I'm going to dance. I'm going to shake it off. Okay. That's, that's a tool I can use. Okay. I'm going to journal. I'm going to go write my, my feelings and the experience out. Boom. It always makes me feel better. Right. Because I actually can sort through all the emotions that are happening inside of me and get them, get my thoughts and my emotions onto paper where I can visually see them and then move forward from a grounded place. Right. 
Okay. So the last part um, that she asked was how to process someone entering the private space in thoughts of the journal. So how I feel is this. With whatever happened to her, and if this also has happened to you, where someone has read your journal or someone has read your private thoughts or intruded your privacy, right? First of all, that's a violation on them. That is not cool. Completely, um, like, boundaries have been crossed. And maybe at that time when that happens, you weren't in a place of power. And what I mean is you did not tell them that's not okay. Like, you can't do that. Maybe what happened for you is you felt like, what the hell? Why did this happen to me? Right? You kind of can go into victim. And it's really easy to do that. And don't blame yourself. Don't shame yourself. Whatever response you had, it's okay. But what you can do now is write a letter to that person who violated your privacy. Because chances are you're holding on to some resentment and anger and maybe some other things in there. Um, and it's also causing you to not trust other people, right? And so that experience with that person, maybe there's been multiple experiences, not with just the journal, but other ways that they have created fear or a lack of safety with you. Um, that is creating a lot of distress on your body. Right? And if we think about it from a physical perspective, emotions, these emotions like fear have weight, like literal weight, okay? Um, the denser the, the emotion, the heavier they are. So emotions like fear or shame or guilt, all of those, those are heavy emotions. And if you don't feel them and if you don't process them, they actually can turn into physical weight in the body, which is pretty incredible that the body can do that. But think about it this way. Everything is energy. Emotions are energy. And so if you're holding on to anger and resentment, you don't let it go. You're literally holding on to it. <laughs> like literally, it ends up going from the physical body to the emotional body. And then it, or sorry, it rather goes from the emotional body to the mental body to the physical body. And so you literally hold on to the weight. And that's why a lot of women, especially, have a lot of excess weight on them is because they are carrying around their past, right? The emotional baggage is often the physical weight on their body somewhere. <laughs> So if that resonated for you, um, likely it's true, which means you probably have some forgiveness work to do. And this is actually the very beginning, the first, one of the first modules in Unstoppable University, my confidence course. You probably hear me talk about it. It's going to be opening very shortly. So if you're not on the wait list, hop on that list. I'll send more, I'll share more details at the end here. But that is module is all about letting shit go (laughs) you gotta let it go you gotta let it go you gotta let it go because the truth is forgiveness sets you free you need to forgive the people in your life that have hurt you you need to let it go you need to let go of your shame of your anger of your guilt of your fear because these things are holding you back and holding you down they're making you heavy it's making you it's making it hard for you to move forward it's making it hard for you to take action no wonder why you have emotional baggage right so this is the first thing that we talk about in UU is uncovering what's holding you back from being unstoppable and a lot of it is the past in order to free yourself you got to forgive 
the people that have hurt you. And that can be really challenging. So I give you the tools to do it so that it's not hard. And so it just simplifies the process a lot for you. You're going to feel lighter, freer. It's pretty powerful practice, but I'm just giving you it now. Like just let it go. And you can use the journaling to do this, which is like, uh, what is it called? When it's like a No, it's not a catch-22. Maybe that is. I don't know. A full circle moment. Let's just say that (laughs) for lack of a better term, right? That is going to help you process the experience because you're just holding on to it, right? And holding on to the past is not useful because we're not living in the past. We're living in the present. And when you're in the present, but you're holding on to the past, then you're literally being held back. You know, it's like you're holding yourself back. You're sabotaging yourself, getting in your own way. And that's, it's why I created my program, not to completely like plug my program this whole entire episode, but it really is to let go of the shit that's holding you back so you can rocket launch forward, right? We got to go back, clear that shit up, and then you're going to propel into the future, Okay, so I really hope that that little tip helped you is around forgiveness. Um, and I think all the other questions that she asked around not editing what's being written in an effort to protect yourself or working through the anxiety, I really do believe that using a digital way of journaling um, could be super, super helpful or using the like nightstand idea where you put it in your little nightstand or put it on your pillow or put it into your bed or whatever feels safe for you. Um, But only you will know that. So maybe having a written version just doesn't feel safe at all. And that's okay. You don't have to start there. Start with the phone, right? Start with the phone, start there. And if you work your way and get yourself to a place where you really you forgive the people that hurt you. You start to rebuild trust in yourself and, you, and you're like, okay, I, you know what? Like, I trust. It's good. I'm going to do it. Then go for it. But baby steps, especially when it comes to healing and this type of work, you do not want to create more fear and stress for yourself. So I really hope that this helped you. Whether you are new to journaling, whether you have been having the same experiences or fear or anxiety around journaling, um, but just know that you're not alone. I know, like, especially based on that recent experience I just had with Kurt, I was like, wow, this is like really fucking scary when you just think that somebody is going to come in, like, you know, read your shit, especially if it's about them, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so I hope that this helped. If it did, screenshot it and you can share it to your story and tag me. Um, And just a reminder, if you want to go deeper on all of this, if you want to learn all of the practices that I use that have really gotten me from feeling so insecure and living in living in the past in depression, living in the future in anxiety and moving into the present and really feeling just like I know who I am. I'm connected to myself. I'm connected to my emotions. I know how to manage them. I know how to feel good. I know how to get myself out of funks. I know how to get unstuck, right? And then even even better than that, I actually know what I want to do with my life. Like I have so much more clarity. Then I would invite you to get on the wait list for Unstoppable University. This is my confidence program, um, but it's so much more than that. It is all about self-worth and self-trust and self-discovery and becoming your most authentic self all through the power of healing and spirituality and all the tools that I have used in my like 10 plus year journey of personal development. Um, so you can head over to my site and get yourself on the wait list, www.balancewithsam.com slash U U waitlist. That's one word. So the letter U, the letter U waitlist.
The link is also going to be in the show notes, so you can head over there. You're going to get a major discount when you are on the wait list, so I really encourage you to get on there. Even if you're on the fence or you want to just know more, at least you'll get the discount, um, and I am so excited to bring that to you. I cannot wait to catch you on the next episode. Thank you for being here. I love you so much, and I will talk to you soon.